This episode of Top of the Dude Chain Podcast is brought to you by Studio Headphones. Visit their website, studio.com, and at checkout, use discount code DUDECHAIN to save 15%. Hey, what's going on? It is episode 34. Uh, Jeffrey uh, is too busy tonight doing things with uh, that require making a better life for his family. He's studying for some sort of test or certification. So he can't be here tonight, but instead of going solo uh, with just Corey and myself, uh, we decided to bring in a special guest host, a man... I'm a legend by the name of Logan Hackworth. What's going on, man? Nothing much. How's it going? Good. Hey, man, talking to that microphone, we want to hear what you yeah, have Yeah, what to is say. this, your first podcast? <laughs> yeah, maybe. You shy? I mean, are you are you a little nervous? Uh, I mean, I say a lot of stupid stuff, and like it's just one of those things where like thinking my thoughts out clearly before I say them is the only thing I worry about. And I that is talk. the last thing you want to do on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Do not don't take don't take the time to think about your thoughts. Just say them. And yeah. We find that the the best podcast moments are typically regretted after they are said. <laughs> but anyway, so what's going on Logan, man? What is what is new with Logan? Nothing much, man. I just got back from college, obviously looking for a ministry job, but I'm verifying insurance now, so I'm staring at a computer screen all day, which I didn't realize how much that sucks. I mean, yeah. it really just wears on your eyes. All right, man. I regret that question already. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, man. So uh, what we like to do, we look, we you know, kind of break the ice. Particularly, it's your first podcast, so we're going to play yeah. a few videos. Uh, got one involving a bear, which I mean, if you if you want to like point a link between all animals. At least the male version of animals. I think this video right here kind of ties us all together with nature. Go ahead and, and roll that. So you just basically, I don't know if this is like a, a hunting hunting camera or what it is, but someone obviously set it up to. I, I'm pr pretty sure this bear probably ravaged some stuff already, so they want to see what's going on. Uh, so. He's pulling on whatever this is, a string, a rope, or something like that. Bungee cord. <laughs> <laughs> but look how he walks it off. <laughs> we've <laughs> we've all done that walk before, man. And, and and that's the most relatable thing, I think. And I've I've probably watched that a thousand times so far, and have laughed every time because I can relate to this bear. I, I feel his pain. Every guy can. Now I've shown it to my wife and she chuckled. Yeah. And my buddy Todd, who I showed it to, his wife chuckled. The women I don't think get it. Yeah, women just I don't know. They tend to struggle with just like thinking what that feels like. I mean it it sucks. I think you know, they'll they'll always say that there's no pain. That compares to giving birth of a child. But I think that's pretty close. Oh, it's a close second. I had a buddy tell me that he uh, he knew a guy who dislocated his hip. And when they went to go pop the hip back in place, <laughs> actually caught 
in between the hip when it popped back into place. And he said it's the most blood-curling <clears throat> scream he's ever heard. Well, they, they say a lot of... They say... Women say the closest thing to childbirth, a lot of it, is ha- passing a kidney stone. And imagining that sounds painful to me. See, I've never done it. My I dad, haven't either. You've never dad, given birth? No. Or no. passed a kidney stone? Either. Yeah. Either. Which is funny because I used to drink a lot of milk when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the exact number, but I think it's somewhere like 40-something gallons of milk my mom used to buy per week. Uh, in the summer, I know I could drink at least two gallons by myself. We, uh, we did milk drinking contest in college where you put in like five, ten dollars uh, into a pot. And then you drink, and whoever can drink it the fastest uh, ends up winning. First, second place, first, second, and third place got it. And every year, uh, there's a guy named Big Ed who beat me one year, uh, but I just finished playing basketball, so my stomach was a little, a little heated. But after that, uh, I would win these milk drinking contests easily. That's insane. Man. Easily. I mean, I go in talking trash like Larry Bird, like who's playing for second, and you know, give me the check and all that. And would chug them. So I could drink milk uh, pretty easy. But uh, someone told me at one time, man, because I was drinking so much milk that I was going to pass a kidney stone one day. And luckily, never have. Oh, for sure. Wife's passed a few. My dad's passed a few. And, and again, man, they don't like it. They said it's a it's a terrible feeling. That's got to be terrible, man, to give birth and pass a kidney yeah, stone. It's like two, two whammies. Props to, to my wife for that. She's definitely... Uh, and not just birth one kid. I mean, she's birthed a dozen. Yep. All with my big head. <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> so, yeah. anyway, yeah, I feel bad for the bear now. Got a second video here. And uh, just, just go ahead and play the gator one. The gator one? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing this is the gator one. You think that gator's real? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is true, bro. So, I don't know if it would knock him back, though. That's my thing. Well, and did you see how, like, after, after he drops the bomb, like, the head just kind of goes whoop and kind of goes, like, straight up, like, at an angle that I, yeah, if it was attached to a full body, wouldn't, and it just kind of floats away. It's Plus, got, gators are pretty heavy. I don't think an well, elbow is going to do much. It's going slow, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Too slow, because I mean, in all reality, this if gonna... the, the way that guy was moving and the way that gator was moving, they—I mean—that dude had no shot in the water. Oh, no doubt. However, let's you know, so we'll call it fake because I, I do think it is kind of fake. However, do you have any friends who would die? <laughs> who would die bomb a gator to keep you from getting eaten? Man, I don't know. That's that's tough because some days I'm a terrible friend and I wouldn't I wouldn't take a gator from I mean I wouldn't I go would. into the water for myself I mean like I would yeah I appreciate any that, de- no just any decent human being I would do that yeah I mean you have better odds of the gator than I do I mean it's not even that it's more along the lines of if I want to go out I mean if I'm going to go out how cool is it Josh went out dive bombing a gator. From the top rope, that's how he wanted to save, to save anybody, save, women save little Timmy, yeah. 
you know. I mean, that's pretty awesome. It's a good story. I, that would be, I think. But, you know, the issue is, is I almost think you would guarantee be guaranteed to die. Yeah, there's no chance. Of course, there are. You know, you you there is that video out there of that guy who who punches a, a great white in the nose, and it backs out. And there are other instances of guys like there's you know dude uh, that kangaroo's getting on that dog and that dude goes up and punches yeah, that kangaroo. Have you that. seen that one? <laughs> Where the dude throws a right hook on the kangaroo and the kangaroo's like I'm out. Yeah, yeah well know? it like stuns it. The kangaroo gets punched and it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just looks at it. So, so I, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if like if if you really did that to a gator, if like they kind of look at you like dude. Because they don't expect it. Yeah. See, I don't know because where I've into the mic, man. I've been talking when we were in school. <laughs> we would do. Uh, they talked about bears and like if you ever came across a bear, you would you try to get as big as you could to them, and and just roar as loud as you can. In and I don't school? Know if I could, yeah, we were talking about that in my uh, seventh grade geography class. We talked about everything but geography in that class. Is that like a was that a teacher telling you to do that? Yeah, he said. You know, if you're ever hiking, there's who like who told you that? Uh, his name was Coach Hayes. So it's yeah, okay. Did he time. like you, or did he want no, you to he get killed t- by a bear? He was. I mean, there was obviously a lot of kids in that class who would love to get killed by a bear because there was a bunch of tools in that class. But he uh, he would just tell crazy stories like that all the time. I'm telling you right now, man. I would never do. It. I couldn't hold your a first indication is. The man's name is Coach Hayes. Yeah, he's a coach. You know. Yeah, so he doesn't know. Because I think that's the last thing you're supposed to do See, this got, to a bear. Th- these conversations got started up because he would say, have you all ever seen those videos about those lion attacks at the zoos? And so he would show us these videos. Or I'd go home and watch these videos of lion attacks at zoos. And, and they get crazy. And so then he was just talking about, you know, if there was a bear, what you would do. And he said, I don't think I'd be able to hold a straight face and do that because I would just burst out laughing. And I was like, I don't even know if I'd have this be able to just stand up to a bear so those things are massive man well yeah you're supposed to play dead supposedly man, i don't know have you seen that one where uh all right first off there's one where this owner this owner gets dragged off by a lion mm-hmm. like he goes into the pen because they're fighting so he goes to break up two females fighting and then one comes over the male big just flowy man comes over and just Grabs that dude off the fence and just drags him, you know. Wow. And fortunately, he survived. Uh, but then there's another one of uh, these two lions fighting, and this guy goes up, takes off his shoe, and smacks one of them. No way! And it just turns around, and then just turns around like he just finished punishing his kid, and walks back to the golf course. It's not. And you're like, how does that man <laughs> not have back problems? And just the instincts of some people, just to to think, just fast enough to do that and to see what's going on. I remember you were talking with Jeff on one of your previous episodes about, I think it was a, it was an a, uh, FAA, and they were showing sheep or something, and this guy just jumped up out of nowhere, and Jeff didn't even know the situation was rising up. And yeah. it's crazy just to know that some people just have instincts like well, that. Well, I don't. I, here's think. the thing: I don't know if it's if it's people have instincts. I think there is an instinctual part of it, mm-hmm. but I do think that the people who react the quickest 
for some reason, are the ones who kind of watch it develop. Yeah. You know what I sure. mean? Thanks. And so, so while Jeff probably saw the thing, you know, saw it start to happen, mm-hmm. some reason that dude in the back of his head, like, I wonder if that sheep's going to crush that kid. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so, like, you know, he's already played the scenario out in his head, and then, yeah. and that's why he's able to react so quick because it starts to play out the way, you know, he kind of envisioned it, and, and then he makes his move. But as far as that dude slapping the, the, the line with his shoe, yeah, yeah, there was no instinct, no man. Way, yeah. It was like straight up when you see two Slap kids it. fighting and a gym teacher just comes trotting down like, <laughs> I told these. I mean, he's walking, pulls his shoe off, slaps the line as they go their way, and then comes back to the car. That's insane. No big deal. That's insane. That's a man who would dive bomb a gator. Yeah. So. And then... So you have those individuals, mm-hmm. and then you have the Canadians. Now, we talk about nudicles on this show quite a bit. I think it's come up the last three episodes. Look at this guy. This dude straight up pushed his girlfriend into the cop to try and get away. <laughs> you got to do the one thing they're not going to expect, man. And then she tries to escape and comes... Th- oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, walk it off. Yeah, they, now there's the, there's the smart thing. There's the smart thing right there. But play that again, man. Watch watch it when he tries to leave, man. He throws his girlfriend into the cops. See, look, she's there on the right in the pink shirt, and he tries to go back to her, and he's like, luckily the cop. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he telegraphed. What he it's was a bold move, do. Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> that poor cop, man. I mean, he telegraphed what he was doing. She got up quick, too. She blew a shoe off. Yeah. Yeah. Play that one more time. (laughs) Because I want to see the shoe come off. Well, one thing I think about, man, like, watch whenever she hits. Like, those things, the things that hold, like, all the things on there, those little metal hooks that come and, like, stick up where you hang, like, the medications and random crap. Like, I just have to imagine all those little things impaled her. Back to <clears throat> yeah, that's. I was climbing down a ladder one time, and it was in a. Uh, <laughs> oh, her shoes on the other aisle. Did you see that? Play that one more time, man, <laughs> and watch because her foot hits the hits the divider, right, and that's where time. that's where her shoe comes off. But yeah, this dude throws her into a nudical award as recipient number two. Look at which is look work. at how the cop like latches onto her too. Like he like, like bear he, hugs her on the ground. Well, he grabs that dude's shirt is what he's doing, and she just happens to get caught. But dude, she's like, he's a watch this, watch up. this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> her shoes on the other aisle. That's where she's going. She's like, nope, nope, okay, okay. Oh, that's that, one of the calls you like as an as a cop that you remember. Something stupid. Well, like here's that. the funny thing, and I just took out. That's like actually like a, almost a two minute clip. Yeah. But uh, in the middle of it, the guy gets gets tased. The guy tries to take the cop's taser and then turns around and gets tased, which is pretty mm. funny. But, I mean, if you've seen one guy get tased, you've seen all guys get tased yeah. pretty much. I don't uh, know. It's pretty It's pretty interesting to watch every single time it happens. No, it's still funny. But uh, for the sake of time, we did that. But, yeah, like I said, man, she came down on her... Uh, because I, I was coming down a ladder in a cramped space and wasn't thinking about it. And as I was coming down, I caught a, just like a, I don't know what it was, just like a little nut, 
like it was a long nut that was sticking out. Nut and bolt. <laughs> They were sticking out. <laughs> you caught a, yeah. you caught a nut. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking I, of nudicles, <laughs> <laughs> but I caught it in the in a kidney man about the same spot she caught those things, and man, it knocked the. I mean, it straight up knocked the air out of me. When I first watched it, I thought her back had hit the middle part, the divider thing, and then rewatching it, you realize it was her, her leg. But man, this hitting your back on something like that, that just. Hits you oh, right it, knocked, it had to yeah. have knocked the air out of her. Oh, I sure. bet there's so much adrenaline. I mean, because her boyfriend did just like chunk. That's the thing, man. Her boyfriend chunks her at the cop. The cop chases her boyfriend, tells him to get on the ground. He uh, tases her. He tases or tases the boyfriend. And while all this commotion is going on, no one's worrying about her. And, she, and, and if you watch it, the whole thing, and you can do it. Mm-hmm. Just Google woman falls through ceiling. Uh, but you can watch it all. And what ends up happening is she goes into the back. And there's a door. And I think it's locked. Which is weird that no one can get out of a locked door. I don't know whatever that is. But that's her uh, her escape route. It's like, I'm going to climb into the ceiling and try and Just hide. tiptoe across the ceiling tiles. And I'm, I'm, But my thing is, I'm surprised she got that far. If yeah. she's if she, she's trekking across ceiling tiles, I guarantee you, man, she. Well, uh, and the gap in between ceiling and ceiling tiles is so small. I don't know if you ever worked up in ceiling tiles or moved around ceiling tiles. There's not a lot of room up there. Oh, really? No, there's not a lot of room. And the grids that hold up ceiling tiles are, I think they're made out of like a cheap steel or almost like. A oh, wood. no doubt. That's my thing. Is and like so. Why are you trying to crawl across on those things? Yeah. Well, and usually there's metal beams going through them, and so you'll have sections of, of metal beams that you, you wouldn't be able to get through. So you're usually going to be stuck in, like, one or two rows or columns. And then if you wanted to get into another row or column, you'd have to get down and then get into uh, – move another ceiling tile and go up through there. Well, she moved a couple. Yeah, had to. Anyway, yeah, so that, that hurt pretty bad. But anyway, a lot going on. As far as the world goes, um, politics, uh, if you're a conspiracy theorist, man, there's some good stuff going on there. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that that's going on is NBA free agency. Yeah. LeBron uh, pulled out of his contract today or yesterday? I think it was yesterday. And then Paul George did it the day before. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan opted out of his, which was... Likely. Yeah, well, he's a talentless hack as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. So, how cool would it be if he uh, if he uh, pulls out of the Mavericks deal again, <laughs> goes know, to man. sign with the Mavericks, and then pulls out last minute It'd like he did funny. last time? It would be fun. Which made it interesting, but anyway, where do you think LeBron goes? You think it's L.A.? I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you leave the East. Is my thing. The East is a cakewalk, and he owns the East, and. A part of, a big part of his legacy is how many times he's made it to the finals. And coming to LA, there's no guarantee that he makes it to the finals. Like there's no guarantee in that. Eh. They wouldn't. I don't. I do not think they would be that good, especially first year. Because you took okay. out. You think about how long it took the Heat to work out their first year. All right. So you have. I, I think. Lo, okay. Like, first off, if nothing else happens, you can sign Paul George, who wants to go to LA. And LeBron James. Lonzo Ball 
running the point guard. Yeah. Who's I mean, their two guard? Two guard. Josh Is that? Hart, I think. Yeah, but you Kevin can move that that Kuzma or whatever his Kyle name. Kuzma. Yeah, yeah you can forward. move him to the. Is he a power forward? I thought he was a small forward. Small forward, a small forward, power forward. I think. I think okay, so he's a he's yeah. a forward mix. So George could probably play the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, George is a natural too. So I think in Indiana he was the two guard. There you go. So you got Ball, George, LeBron at the three, or Kuzma at the three, LeBron at the four, Randall at the five. Yeah, and there's that's legit. Then throw a little monkey wrench in there. You've got enough talent on the Lake, young talent on the Lakers roster right now, plus a pretty decent draft pick because they were terrible last year. They were bad. To get Callie Leonard from the Spurs. Who know. wants to go to the Lakers? Yeah, but they're going to give up. I think, from what I've read in the Kawhi trade that would take for San Antonio to move him there, I think they would be getting Kuzma back and poss- possibly Josh Hart, I think, was what most people Kuzma? Think. Yeah. I think, he was in San Antonio? No, I think they'd move Kuzma to San Antonio in the in the – that's what – San Antonio would receive in the trade. If they gave up uh, Kawhi, they would receive Kuzma and another Do you player. make that trade? Do I make that trade? If Kuzma's I'm legit. Kuzma's pretty solid. He's young talent. Uh, Kawhi's not old, though, either. Yeah, Ka- Kawhi's not old, but he's also, he also came <laughs> off an injury, and he's also unsure about his injury and everything that went on with that. I think he's sick I think I think he's fine, personally, but... If I was, if I were in the shoes of the Spurs, I would trade Kawhi to the Eastern Conference and I'd trade him to the Celtics. Because you're trading a guy who's got one year left on his contract, I would trade him. I would, I would trade him for Kyrie. I don't know. There's been a lot of people who think that they could get Kyrie for him. I think you could get Terry Rozier out of him. Terry Rozier is a great six man, great six man point guard. For Kawhi, a six man for Kawhi. Yeah, well, you're getting a great six-man and a great point guard, but you could also pick up one of their young talents. Tatum? Either Tatum or Jalen Brown. I don't think they get rid of Tatum. Um, Tatum they just got, didn't they? Yeah, Tatum they just got. Brown's really developed. And uh, one thing that was one thing they were talking about on uh, Sports Animal was that they could trade they could trade Irving to San Antonio. Kyrie? Because, yeah, because Kyrie wouldn't be there. There's potential that LeBron could then go to the Celtics. Personally, I would probably try to see if they would take Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward's locked in for a long contract. And you're getting a guy, I think, in Leonard who's better. Yeah, but you only get him one year. Yeah, but then you're able to sign. But Irving and Kawhi come off the books at the same time, so you're both you're able to sign both of them at the same time for a good deal if they're both willing to. That's the key, to the if they're willing to. Yeah. And you can also get rid of contract extension during the middle of the year. So, all right, let's take Lakers out of it. If you're LeBron, where do you go? If I'm LeBron, do you leave Cleveland? Yes, absolutely. Let me ask you this: If you're LeBron James, do you ever go back to Cleveland after you left for Miami? So you leave for Miami. Do you ever go back to Cleveland? I don't know. I say no. You throw batteries you, at me. You burn my jersey. You, you. Yeah. Well, and even I think he's redeemed himself with the fans. But the thing that that hurts me the most in that situation is just the front office. 
Just how... Oh, that's a terrible front office. It's a terrible front office. And LeBron obviously can't run it and focus on being a basketball player. And so, like, I think this past year he kind of just said, you know, do what y'all got to do and do what y'all think's best. But, like, LeBron makes it tough on himself because he doesn't commit anywhere long term. He kind of keeps the power... He keeps the cards close to his chest and says, you know, I'm only going to be here for one year. Uh, and then I have an option to opt out. And so he's a free agent. He's been a free agent for like the past three years. Yeah, part of that's the uh, – they looked at that and they looked at his uh, – it's it's the CBA, yeah. collective bargaining agreement, where and, – and Durant did the same thing. Durant, oh, sure. you know, he's signed a two-year deal. Yeah, and that and that's kind of what it is. Is is it you can make more money in by signing one year contracts rather than the five year stuff. Well, you also and, hold and the power there. of where you want to go if your team's. Oh yeah, but but the point is, is when you re-sign, if you re-sign, let's say, because I was five years the max right yeah, now. So whatever five years is, you know, the max is X amount of dollars. Uh, and obviously the team you're with can pay you more money than anyone else. That's how the CBA works. So Russell Westbrook, if he were to stay with, if he's to stay with the Thunder, he will make more over five years rather than leaving somewhere and signing with them for five years. For sure. So, but what they're saying though is if you, so staying with your team has benefits of, of obviously making more money. But what they're saying is by renewing every year, mm-hmm. you exponentially change that number by staying with the same team and now, by staying with the team they also are able to retain bird rights which is less on their their cap hold or their, uh-huh. so they're able to sign more they have more money to work yeah. with to sign other players so if you get hurt you're kind of kind of in trouble yeah but if you're lebron james you know you it, to me it's it's more of a business decision mm-hmm. i think he i agree with you i think the west is where he doesn't want to be no doubt. Because you do have to play You're playing the, the toughest Warriors. teams at least three to four times a year. Right. And you and then, well, then your playoffs. You look yeah. at the playoffs. The playoffs, worst case, say you get the number one seed. You're playing a uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team or a Memphis Grizzly team, possibly the Pelicans or Trailblazers, someone in that range that's not just not a cakewalk in the first mm-hmm. round, not a uh, – uh, who's the team in the East that's just terrible that squeaks in with losing records? A, a Brooklyn Nets type team. Yeah, but New nobody York nobody came in with a losing record this year. I don't think barely, East, barely. barely. But I mean, we we were one game away from not making it though. Yeah, with a winning record though. Yeah. Here's so. the the thing is, you have teams with winning records not making the playoffs. If you have a winning record, if you're above five hundred, you're almost guaranteed the playoffs in the East. I think everybody. I think everyone this year, this is the first year, because previous years, the two or three years in a row, <clears throat> I think that they had losing teams in there, and so they were wanting to do the, the, the top teams and just seed it by that, by record, and that's not terrible. do conference. Yeah, and I think that's terrible, too. There's, there's perks and pros and cons to that, but I think it kind of ruins just long But I'm just saying, your first, round, you, dude, your first round, if you're a one or two seed, you've got a legitimate – shot at playing someone like the Memphis Grizzlies or Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Who could if they get hot enough? I think Portland was the last team in the, in the West. I can't be, I'm struggling to remember who was the last team in the East. But those are physical teams. Yeah. Then you then you turn around the next round and have to play either a Golden State or a 
Houston Rockets. Mm. And then you turn around to play one of those teams in the finals. Or in the conference finals. Then you got to go and play, if LeBron leaves, probably a 76ers team in the finals that yeah. is more capable of beating you. So I don't think he leaves the East. I don't think he does either. I, I think, think he goes to Philly. That's what I think. It makes more sense, and I think it allows. So where's he go? Ball. He go to the four? Or does Ben Simmons go to the four, and he plays up at the three? I think Ben Simmons stays in the point guard position. He, I mean, he's great with uh, moving the ball and getting other people in play, making plays. He's for not other the point people. guard now, is he? Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, he's their point guard, and he's really? tall. He's a tall point he's guard. He's good. Rookie of the year. Yeah, and he also Fake he's not a great. Of the year. The thing about Ben Simmons is he's not a great jump shooter, so he doesn't space the floor out as much, and that's something that's really important. But Ben Simmons does have great instincts, and Joel Embiid is really stretching out the floor for you a lot, and he can handle the ball like a, like a guard. So, Embiid? Yeah. He reminds me of Elijah One. Really? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I Embiid's think. got a good game, and he's really arrogant. But He's I kinda, great I on like social watch, media. Yeah. I love what I miss Ennis Cantor mainly for his social media, but him and Embiid both are kind of just the social media goons of the NBA. Yeah, they're pretty good. For sure. Anyway, yep. So LeBron, I think he's 76ers. I think George leaves, uh, goes to da- uh, LA. Um, I think, what's his name? Uh, Crawford comes to Houston. Jamal Crawford? Yeah. He's from AM. He's a Texas guy. I think he might end up signing with the Golden State. Because they lose, yeah. they lose Nick Young, Swaggy P, and uh, who else? Do they lose? I think they lose another guy like him. I think and so. I think Jamal Crawford. Does, does he have a ring yet? No. At this point in his career, he either need, needs to go to Houston or he needs to go to Golden State. Why? Why does he need a ring though? I don't know. It's like just Jamal Crawford's never going to go down as like the greatest player without a ring. No. He'll but, never be a Charles Barkley or Carl Malone who. Just hands down, greatest players ever. Yeah, but he's one of those guys that you can put in a conversation for one of the, the top 10, top 15 crossovers. I mean, he's got a sweet crossover. I mean, he's, he's got really good handles. Like, he's always in the discussion for one of the people, top handles of all time. Jamal yeah. Crawford? Yeah. The center? Jamal Crawford? No, he's a shooting guard. Oh. For well, the, who, who are we talking about? Center. Center? For the Clippers. Center for the Clippers, DeAndre Jordan. All right. Has he opted out? Yeah, he opted out. Yeah. Okay. That's who I thought we were talking about. Nice, straight. Yeah. All right, man. That shows how much I know. Nice, obviously. cool. But I, th- I disagree with you on Paul George leaving. I don't think he leaves. I don't. I don't know. I could see, If he goes to Philly, I think LeBron also goes to Philly. There's potential that he could go to Philly. He could go to L.A., or I think he stays in Oklahoma City. I'm leaning towards him staying in OKC, but everything I've read is showing both ways. It could really – it's a coin toss at this point. But I, you can't underestimate the value of being at home and playing for your home fan, family that's and LA. friends. And, like, you can't – that's something that's important to a lot of guys. And after being away from home myself, like, you miss it. And, like, you don't get to spend a lot of time there and just being with the guys you grew up with. It's a game changer, I think, for him. So you so. think LA's it? I I wouldn't be surprised if he left LA. They were just picking, dude. LA or Oklahoma City? Where's he I go? I think he stays in Oklahoma City. 
But I'm not surprised if he leaves, and I'm not mad if he leaves. I think he leaves. That's I think fair. the worst case happens. You lose Paul George this year. You lose West, Russell Westbrook, what, two years from now? And you keep Billy Donovan the entire time. I don't know. I just want to lose Carmelo Anthony. And he stayed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally just wanted to lose Carmelo. It was literally one trade too many, and that was the worst thing. Hey, uh, speaking of things that don't stink like Carmelo Anthony, we should probably take a second to uh, talk about our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, Appreciate you're welcome that. for that healthy segue. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been 30 minutes already? Yeah, man. Look at that graphic. Wow. All right. That pretty picture there is the Regent, uh, which is Studio's premium on-air model. Uh, it's got impeccable clarity. Uh, in the instrumental tones as well as balanced sound. Uh, it also holds 24 hours of active battery life. And if you don't use it, it will stay fresh for 20 days. If for some reason you don't want to charge it for 20 days, it'll keep life uh, for 20 days standby uh, before you have to charge it again. It's the perfect companion for you at home if you're going to light listen. Uh, around your house or if you want to go on the go uh, it connects with any device that has bluetooth capability uh, but if you are one of those people who doesn't uh, on day 21 hadn't charged it yet uh, there is a cord that you can stick into your phone and still use them uh, until you have the next opportunity to charge them uh, you can personalize the regents uh, one thing that they have that a lot don't is personalized interchangeable caps uh, such as black or white marble designs uh, so you can add a, an extra dimension of quality and uniqueness and personality to your headphones the combination of the high polished metals and the matte surfaces embody the vision of scandinavian design uh, special kind of a note about studio uh, the founder of Studio saw Phil Collins at a coffee shop in New York. Saw him messing around with his headphones. Wanted to design something that was better. Uh, and so, in, in doing so, decided to name his company or their company after Phil Collins' hit song, Susudio. Um the company's revolutionizing the way people see headphones. Uh, their goal is to make it not just a tech item, but an accessory item. Uh, something to match your outfit the way your shoes, belt, and watch uh, would do it. So to make it something that you could wear as a fashion device, but also get the high quality of sound uh, from it. Currently, the, the headphones market uh, can offer one or two things, style or tech. Uh, and we all know that fashionable headphones usually lack the quality of sound or good quality headphones lack uh, the style that you want to be wearing around. Uh, we wanna, they want to bridge the gap and they also emphasize uh, the modern Scandinavian design which provides the product, uh, the quality even at the highest rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. Another thing that we like about Studio is Studio also ships free uh, worldwide. Uh, so unlike a lot of 
a lot of products when you have to buy it you turn around and have to pay another five to twenty dollars to ship it which increases the price uh they ship free as well so studio.com or you can go to top of the dude and go to our sponsors page click on the studio link when you buy your headphones type in the discount code do chain say 15 percent there's also the option of ship free and you get a good quality pair of headphones for a fraction of the cost that work yeah man that's good that's good they're comfortable i like yeah. the way they look yeah, and if you don't like the over-the-head, uh, over-the-ear look, uh, they do have buds, uh, earbuds. They also have wireless Bluetooth buds, and they also have the new pots. Uh, so you can have the, the stuff sticking in your ears like a like a hearing aid. Yeah, and you've said a lot about how comfortable they are and how good they sound, especially when you're podcasting. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're on the head right now, fellas. So. Yeah, Jeff stole my pair that I was going to use tonight. Yeah. So thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. So anyway, studio.com, discount code do change same fifteen percent off. Uh, support the channel doing that. We appreciate it. What's next, man? We have any more videos? Uh, I think we're out of videos. We're out of videos. Yeah. Any? Can I go on a rant, man? No, it depends. Is it not about the NBA? Because if so, then the answer is yes. It's not about the NBA. It is about sports. It's about kids' sports. Oh, okay. I can I can interject on that, so go right. for it. Here's my thing with kids' sports, man. And, Logan, <laughs> if you ever have kids, I'm pretty sure you're going to try and push them towards sports. There, To me, there's a line, right? And and on one side of the line, and where and this isn't even a discussion about where that line begins because I think it differs with with people, right? But I think there's a line, and on one side of the line, you have let them be kids and uh, let them have fun, and and you know what I mean. No doubt. Yeah. And then you have the other side of the line where they're athletes. Does that make sense? And, and, you know, practice is important and, you know, the sacrifice of skipping things and all that. And there's, the, like I said, that line. Mm. And I think for some people that line comes earlier than others, which is fine. And like I said, I'm not here to debate where that line is. Uh, but what I am here, I think what, what really gets in my grawl is people want to jump that line for example what i mean by that is you have the line where you treat them like an athlete so you spend tons of money on equipment and head you know coaches and private lessons and all that yeah. stuff right and you spend tons of time on it too you know mm -hmm. you know weekends where you're you know at the soccer field or or ballpark or the basketball court or whatever and you're spending tons of time in it practices and tournaments and league nights and, and and drills and all that you know and 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 so you start to you know if one were to complain about that aspect of the sport then you have the whole they're athletes and <clears throat> they're athletes and they've got to do this stuff to get better they've got to do this stuff to stay ahead they've got to do this stuff to to remain competitive right which is fine. 
Okay, yeah. I understand it. I, yeah, I'm an athlete myself. I know what it takes to to do it, right? But then when you hold them at the expectation of the athlete, in other words, you want them to focus and you want them to participate and you want them to take it as seriously as an athlete would, or you don't want them crying every time something doesn't go their way, Mm -hmm. or... You want them to, uh, you know, shake off a, a, you know, they get hit with a ball or they get hit in the nose or something like that. You want them to shake it off the way you would an athlete. And then you have the people going, well, they're only nine. They're only eight. They're only seven, whatever. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just kids. Does that make sense? And, and that's that. I think that's what gets my, you know, kind of gets my blood boiling a little bit mm-hmm. is on this aspect, you have the, if I'm going to spend this money and spend this amount of time because they're athletes, then I think they need to learn that a coach is going to yell at you sometimes. Yeah. And I think you have to learn that you're going to get hit in the, with the ball or you're going to get hit with someone's elbow or something like that, mm-hmm. and you have to suck it up and move on. For sure. You know what I mean? And you, yeah. have to, you have to learn that the expectation is that of an athlete. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I just think I think that's where you know where I think I get pretty frustrated is is people want to jump that line just depending on what's convenient. You know, yeah. we want a baby and coddle them, yet we want to go down. You know, thoughts. Now keep going. <laughs> I'll, I'll, add, I'll add. But you know what I mean, though. Like we want yeah. we want to spend all this money on them, and and you know, the, and <laughs> the thing is, is like a lot of these. You know, my daughter plays softball. My son plays soccer. And my, you know, and they play basketball as well and all that. Mm-hmm. And some of these parents, I really think, think their kids are going to get signed today. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they go out and buy them $500 bats and, you know, just they spend all this money. And it's like, you know, my daughter, we take her to pitching lessons and, Mm-hmm. We want her to have the fundamentals of pitching. Yeah, because it's a technique thing. And the one thing, and, the, and this pitcher, her name's Nicole. She pitched for OU and actually pitched professionally. Mm-hmm. And she said, she essentially said, when her body changes, like, because you have a lot of t- you know coaches now who are teaching their kids to do stuff so they can get the fastball or whatever. And they're like, when these kids, these 10-year-old girls, when their body change at 12 or 13 years old, your body's not going to move that way. Mm-hmm. So what you, you know, and they have no fundamentals to, to fall back on yeah. to change it. You know what I mean? And so they end up getting, you know, tattooed or, or rocked or whatever, or they don't move the way they used to when they're smaller and they end up quitting the sport. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I, you know, point being is, is I just think sometimes parents tend to ruin the sports for the kids. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my demise and, uh, in baseball is I was pitching nine innings like three games a week as a 10 to 14 year old so for six years I was pitching every inning for nine innings every single game we played every single tournament because our coach didn't have a good backup player to take my spot right and my shoulder was just destroyed by the time I was 14 I mean I still have issues throwing today like it hurts today 
I was just overused. And they, you know, they've made a bigger deal out of it now of rotating kids out, not playing them as much and not playing them as hard. But back then it was just, if you had one good pitcher, that was your pitcher. And unless he got hurt, he was playing all nine innings. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing too, on top of that, you know, I, I remember when I, I called my mom, actually, I had to call her and say, Hey man, like, what was our schedule like in T-ball? Because she goes, oh, you practice one night a week and play the game one day. Yeah. That was T-ball. That's what I started out. And then baseball was spring. It was March to May. If you made the All-Stars, you played halfway through the summer. You played football in the fall. You played basketball in the winter. And that was it. And And then when you got into the more competitive junior high, high school, where you actually play for the schools and all that, then you have some track meets and and powerlifting and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but but they never not hold you into a sport. It was it was not, it was very uncommon for one kid to play one sport. Like usually you kind of had okay that kid plays football, but he also plays soccer, and he runs track and yeah. you know and you have all that. Nowadays you can't. I mean you can't do that. I mean, yeah, coaches coaches will throw a fit if you do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and not, not all coaches. I think there's some coaches out there who don't want it to, you know, and they they kind of, but you know, and I'm just speaking more from softball than anything. Yeah, is you're looking. These girls are playing nine to ten months a year, three to four weeks per month, mm-hmm. and so they have no time to play anything else. Uh, and, 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 you know, the thing is, is if you really look at it to play college at the college level, any level of college, any, you know, you're, you're a, it's a five, 5% chance. So you're looking at, at, just say, take a high school football team, four kids on that high school football team have a shot at going and playing any type of college ball. It's just a shot. And they're going to play for a junior college more than likely. (laughs) Right. You know, and then even in and, and then you get into D one, that's like less than one percent. Mm-hmm. And then even being looked at by the pros is less than point six percent. And then even actually making a pro roster is like less than a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. So you look at the odds and what you're teaching your kid now is that that sport is the most important thing out there. Yet when high school's over, college is over and they don't have it anymore, what do they do? Yeah, and I think one thing that's crazy to think about in the competitive sports for children is that you really they really emphasize winning. And winning's important, but at that level, like, what do you truly win? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it'd be more important that, you know, winning's important. You teach your kids, you always have a desire to win. Don't don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your team. Right, but man. Logan's one of those. Let's give no, but what I'm saying uh, is, Everybody but, gets the trophy, guys. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, no that, that's stupid. Hey, I, I have a trophy for no, you, Logan. I'll get it after the show's over. That's stupid. I hate participation in trophies. But what I'm saying is, I think it's more important to learn the game and to learn how to play and learn how to be good and learn how to be a team player and learn, like, what you're good at in that in that sport and focus on that because sometimes you're going to be stuck on bad teams and if you can still be a good player individually or learn how to play with others and other play styles i think that's what's important at a young age rather than just oh let's see if we can just win because you're because like what you said like with Corey, i mean he threw his arm out just because all they wanted to do was they didn't have any other guy to do it so he's throwing his arm out and he's not able to play anymore after he's 14 yeah no, and that's the thing. And I, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and his daughter has a chess guard playing shortstop um, because some of the 
the coaches out there have a reputation of using illegal equipment. You know, yeah. that gives them an advantage. And I mean, it's, you know, for what? Like you said. Well, do you think it's, do you think it's more parents or do you think it's more coaches? Because sometimes just from what I've seen, I've seen, I think it's more, more coaches. I mean, I, I mean, maybe, I mean, the parents, parents aren't, you know, well, the coaches are usually parents. It, That's the thing. The coaches are usually the, the, that parent. Yeah. Eventually. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know. I've never been kicked out of a uh, Lily game. Oh, I came close. I came really close in the last tournament. I don't plan on it. <laughs> it was bad. I don't plan on it personally to me. Yeah. I don't the other thing too is I don't I don't knock coaches either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I've only had one issue with a coach is cuz she was a liar and 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 uh she was shady. So it was more of a character thing than than her actual coaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't coach, uh, so I'm not. You know, do I always agree with them? No, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna support them 100 percent, not give them a hard time because I'm not doing it. So I understand, and, and we've been fortunate to have good coaches. But there are coaches out there that they need a life, man. Yeah, they, you know? I, I feel like even if they're coaching a good team, I feel like they're setting those girls up for failure. And if I want to go into uh, specific examples, we can refer back to our last tournament that we played in. Uh, the state tournament. Yeah, no, we don't have to give it uh, specific. But what I do think, though, is that I think sometimes the parent it becomes more about the parents than the kid. Yeah, for I sure. think you know that's that's one thing. I think the other thing too is is that you know one thing that I did have growing up is I always understood that I could quit the sport whenever I wanted. I had to finish the season. So yeah, if I committed down. to a team and committed to play that season, I had to do it. You know, I had to do that. But when it was over, I could easily walk away from any sport I wanted to walk away from. And I just think some of these kids don't have that. Or Yeah, the parents will say they have that option. But I just think sometimes these kids don't feel like they have that option. Yeah. And, you know, you, you do see it, you know, when they want to go to birthday parties or go hang out with their friends and they can't because they have to go do whatever. I think you're taking a little bit from it. Yeah. But, again, that gets to the point of, of where's that line? You know, where's that line where it's okay, like, you have to teach them, like, hey, it's time to start sacrificing uh, birthday parties and hanging out with your friends because – I, me personally, and just my personal opinion, I think that line comes in the 13 to 14 year old range yeah. after after both the boys and the girls have have hit puberty mm-hmm. and they know how their body's going to change and all that and 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 then they 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 can kind of you know because right now, man, my nine year old, mm-hmm. I mean, she can't make a decision on this stuff. She's going to tell me she likes everything mm-hmm. and. She wants to do everything, and, you know, whereas in a 14-year-old, I think, you know, 13, 14-year-old kid can, can look at you and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think you have to be careful, especially when they're this young, you know, at the first sign of them saying, oh, I want to quit. I don't like it anymore. You have to be careful. No, I agree. Because if, if you let your kid, if you're one of those parents that just lets your kid walk on you and say, and you're, and you're like, okay, fine, you can quit, I think you run the risk of teaching them, hey, it's okay to quit everything no i agree because what there my you know my wife my wife coached soccer and first game Mm -hmm. girl came out crying 
I mean, I'm talking whistle blue. This girl starts crying. She runs off to mom and dad. Mom and dad go, sorry, guess we're not playing this season and leave. Mm. You know what I mean? And to me, that's, you know, but, you know, I'll tell you this is is, because we'll we'll, we'll give our kids the option to quit whenever they want to quit. Yeah. But you have to replace it with something. You're not going to sit around and play video games. Yeah, that was the deal my parents always made with me. Right. It's if you're not going to play baseball, you're going to do something. If you're not going to play soccer, you're going to do something. Right. And, I mean, we we did from time to time. I mean, growing up, I played flag football, you know, soccer. I ran cross country. I ran track. I played baseball. Right. I tried basketball for one season, but I was so bad, they didn't even invite me to the end-of-the-year party. They left the trophy on the porch and rang the doorbell, and that is not an exaggeration. <laughs> You know, my one of my best friends, uh, Desmond Turner, you know, RIP, that dude was fantastic at basketball. And uh, the plan was literally give the ball to Desmond for the whole season. And we actually did really well getting the ball to Desmond. But I, I got in the last game, they put me in for one minute. I played probably two to three minutes the entire season. And I shot the ball because, I mean, it was my my moment. And I airballed it. I airballed it hard. Like, I wasn't within five feet. I hey, remember that. Remember that. Remember that episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air when Carlton takes yeah. it from Will and then chunks the air ball. But he does it in slow motion because you think it's going to go in and then it misses it by a mile. Oh, it's so good. So here's my question. Do you think having children in at such a young age in sports gives them an advantage when they, like, let's say, get into junior high? Uh, because some people, a lot of people I know, didn't get into sports until they got into junior high. And that's when things really start to get serious with coaching and whatnot, and you're playing for your school. And those things tend to matter more with school records and stuff like that. So do you think if, you're, if your child has been playing through their, since they were six or nine or whatever, that they have a better advantage like an astronomical advantage over someone who's just going to join in the seventh grade and just it, like, oh, just sign up. I think it depends on the kid. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it depends on, on the situation. I think if you take a a six-year-old kid, for example, soccer is a good example, mm-hmm. where you, at six years old, if you show any type of talent, they'll put you in an academy team with a yeah. legitimate coach, a coach who understands the game, a coach who understands the fundamentals, and that he coach, where that kid is at, at that level. but he understands how to develop. He understands what's important mm-hmm. as far as fundamentals. Like I, like I said, my daughter's pitching coach. It's all about the fundamentals. She's a she's a girl for one, mm-hmm. and it's all about the fundamentals in the pitching realm because she wants to give her something because she knows when she's twelve or thirteen and her body changes, she wants her to have something yeah. to fall back on. And I think that's where you're an advantage. I think a kid who doesn't start playing until he's in seventh and eighth grade is an advantage because typically your junior high, high school coaches are legit coaches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They know how to coach and they know the yeah. fundamentals. And so they don't come in with the bad habits. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But I think there's a disadvantage because a lot of these kids are learning to do these things with – Dad, the insurance salesman, mm-hmm. who probably bought you know a couple Nolan Ryan's pitching videos at a thrift store, and thinks now he can you know. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so now, you have this six-year-old kid learning the wrong thing to do, but yeah. he's humming it fifty miles an hour, past kids, so everyone thinks he's a stud, 
And then when his body changes and when he, you know, everyone kind of catches up to him, now he's at a disadvantage because he's learned bad habits. He's hurt himself and, yeah. and, and kind of, does that make sense? No, I and I think that, that's the sure. most part is, is you, where you have to be careful is, you know, who's coaching them and what are they being taught? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot, of the, a lot of it for parents, it's hard for them to let go because like when, when their child doesn't want to quit, they've spent so much money into it and buying them all this nice equipment. They're like, no, I'm not going to let you give up on that. And I think some parents... Well, that's a fine line. And I think it's a fine line. But here's the thing that I think goes through and through is that it it goes down to fundamentals. If you don't have fundamentals, it doesn't matter what equipment you have. Back when I was working at the skating rink, there are are bearings that go just in your wheels that you can spend upwards of $350 for. But I can go just as fast as as they can in in those bearings on $40 bearings because it's all on how fast you can work them. It's all just in your power. It's all just in your ability to do could it. Could you go faster on $300 bearings? I mean, I probably could, but it's all in just your ability. No, I get you, but someone with your ability with $300 bearings is going to do better. Yeah, but I think at a younger age, they're not going to know that, you know? Yeah. And so... No, I agree from that standpoint. So, so I guess the the real question here is, uh, what sport are you going to put your 12 kids in, Logan? My 12 kids? Yeah. <clears throat> all girls. All girls, great. Mm-hmm. They're they're all just gonna be derby girls, roller yes. skate, roller skate <laughs> derby. Girls. You, you're gonna have twelve. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have twelve girls, and they're all gonna be born within. Let's do the math. What like eight it's years? Right Could you get it all it's all that done? Months, eight or nine years? Ten months. Ten months per kid. So twelve kids. That's 120 months. That's ten years. Ten years for twelve kids. That's insane. Dude. Roller derby. Nah. Is there good money in a roller derby? No. Where it can is, I watch roller? Is there? Ro- I've done shirts for you, a roller derby team in Oklahoma City. Here's, here's the deal. You don't even want to watch roller derby. First off, I kind of do. I've, I've never now. watched it, but I've been just been told it is one of the stupidest things to watch. A lot of it's just a bunch of guys just get together and just watch it and just drink tons of beer and. It's what they do. They what do the girls do? The girls, the girls that do roller derby, because it used to be on TV. They suck at skating. Most girls that do derby are really bad. Yeah, skaters. it's mostly just like skating and wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah, you slingshot them around, and it's dumb. But if it you sounds are, awesome. if you if you are a good <laughs> skater, you can be good at roller derby. So it's been explained to me. But most most girls that come into the when I was working at the rink, they were terrible at skating, and they all just seemed like people that I would not want to be associated with at all. I kind of want to see uh, Logan strap on some skates with some three hundred dollar bearings and take out some chicks wearing forty dollar bearings. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Yeah. Hey, once your podcast gets big and you're bringing in the bank, all all. Wow, Once it gets all. big, dude, we're massive. What are you yeah, talking about? Jeez, I mean, you come I mean, on our so podcast awesome. and jab us like we're some not, dude, hodgepodge operation. Dude, we gotta we gotta drop advertisements. Yeah, in we the got advertisements, bruh. Once your revenue comes in, where you can just like drop three hundred. Wow, my voice is killing me. Drop three hundred dollars. <laughs> I promise, I've gone through puberty to understand the sports conversation we're going about. All right, so three hundred dollar bearings is that per skate? No, that's a full set. That's uh, sixteen bearings, two in each wheel. Three hundred dollars tops. Three hundred dollar bearing. That will get you Swiss. I think there's. Swiss Bones is the top of the line. And so, so why do people buy those? Just smoothness. They're they're smooth. They're great. If I was to spend three hundred dollars to upgrade my skates right now, I would buy a new plate. 
because you can you can just fine tune the turning of it and everything. Like you can really just. Dude, I have no clue adjust. what you're talking hey, about. Hey, dude, right you know now. what I would do with three hundred dollars to upgrade my skates? <laughs> First, skates? buy a pair of skates. <laughs> I have no clue what you are uh, talking I have, about. Uh, yeah, that? I have no clue. I'm in, I'm I'm lost. I'm in the dark. It's like a skateboard. You have you, you have your board, and then you have you have your trucks underneath, right? And then you have your wheels. Mm-hmm. So you have your boot, and then the plate is basically just one big truck almost. You know, you, but you have two two places to put wheels on. So right. it's basically you're just calling your plate what you would call your trucks. Did you ever get into any like back alley brawls with skaters, like skateboarders? No. Like our, bla- many... our bladers and borders, like you know, snap fingers, Blader... sing and dance, and stab each other. Blade... Did you just say bladers and borders? <laughs> I don't know. I'm making Blader... stuff up. I have is no a... clue, dude. I'm not part of. Is this, that a uh... real thing? No, it's not. A... Oh. It's not it sounds pretty cool, though. Just <laughs> I like to imagine they they like sing and dance What's and stab the... each other. What's the best thing that happened at the skating rink? <laughs> the best thing that happened, skating. Rink. I mean, there's lots of awkward stories that I have from the skating rink. Well, let, let's hear a couple. Yeah, that's because awkward people right. skate. So, <laughs> into the mic, on, into the mic, into so the mic. Okay, when you're not mic. on skates, and I was walking into the snack bar, and you're not supposed to take your food or drink outside the snack bar. So this girl's rolling at me, and she has two drinks in her hand. So she's rolling <laughs> at me, and she can't stop. And we're doing that number where I go left, she goes left, I go right, she goes right, and she keeps rolling at me. How old is she? She's probably she like your 35. Age? Whoa, she's 30. 35? Wait a minute. It was like a birthday party night, okay? Wait, 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 wait. There's a 35-year-old woman on at the skating rink that roller skates? What's the age limit on being a blader? Listen. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's a birthday party night, so you know those parents who strap up, strap up their skates. Okay, right? okay, so she's it's a parent. Right. Okay. Yeah, she's a parent, and she keeps rolling at me. And so I don't know what to do, so I just put my hands up. And so oh, no. And go, Wrong. Worst move. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm really sorry. I just walked away. Um, wow. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so let's go back to this. Are there 35-year-old women who are not at kids' birthday parties skating? Yes. <sighs> what kind of women are these? There is this one girl. She came in. <laughs> Into the mic. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What do you know? What she did as an occupation? I don't know. Pro okay, blader, listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, so her hair was like down to her back, and it was just like it was like a lion, man. It was thick, right? It was just thick curly hair. She was obvious. She would bring her kids there to skate, and she had her own pair of skates. By by, when I say own pair of skates, they're like cheap skates. It was like maybe sixty forty dollar bearings, man. Yeah, the forty dollar bearings. Now nah, they can actually get cheaper than that. So. There's cheap skates that you could buy uh, that fall apart real fast. But she would come up and she would request holla back girl. <laughs> and this girl How old like, is she? She's like she's she's at least 35, 40. And this girl's holla back. Girl. This girl's a bigger gal too. And she would wear overalls. <laughs> and she was in her skates, man. And she would get in the middle of the skating floor underneath the disco ball. Is she? Well, and scale she from one to ten, man. Dance moves were just like scale from one to ten. What is she? Two, oh, bro. Two. If you could go, she a Cali- she a she a California two, Oklahoma four. Dude, I don't even know if she hits the scale. It was just one of those things. <laughs> where it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so holla back, girl. Does she lip syncing underneath the ball? 
Dude, she was doing these numbers, like, she was just doing these weird dance moves and crap, and it was really awkward. It was the weirdest thing. And on Thursday nights, I'm not supposed to play music like that, because it's family night, and you don't want this. Hollaback Girl's a family. Yeah, but, like, a girl dancing underneath the disco ball, giving everything she got, is it family night? Okay, now, are there there grown adults who go that don't have kids? Yes, there was a 65-year-old man that would go skating. And he was from Detroit, and in Detroit they do a style of skating called slip skating. And the, his, the wheels on his skate were like about, about the size of a quarter, and they were tiny wheels, and they were wooden. And so you could just hear him, like, because the sound of wooden wheels on the floor is just <coughs> really loud. And so he would skate by, and this guy did air trap control, he was retired, but he could skate, and he could pop down and do the splits and just pop right back up. A tall, lanky, sixty-five-year-old bald guy. It was just crazy. And he'd skate by the, the DJ booth and be like, "Hey, it wouldn't kill you if you turned it up, man." It's like, all right. <laughs> it's like it wouldn't kill you if you had wheels that were a little quiet. He's the cool guy at the ring that can make those requests. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I always, I always turn it up a little bit for him because he was a cool guy and he would skate just about anything. Any fights? I didn't have a lot of fights at the skating rink. I broke up a few. Mostly, it's mainly fourth grade, like fourth or sixth graders. And the borders. They'd yeah. show up trying to claim the bo- territory. The borders would show up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah. I didn't really break what up were they like? Fights. Four wheel versus inline. Four wheel. Okay, you do realize all skates yeah, have I know four that. wheels. Well, what's, what, what's the traditional versus traditional versus inline? Quads and inlines. Quads and inlines. You yeah. do realize all skates are quads. Okay, oh, so snap, yes. got him. All right. <laughs> but that's what, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Quads and inlines. Okay, next time you go you get go to the skate counter at the skating rink because you're taking your kids to a child's birthday party. Mm, not you, you ask for this. Yeah, because Shana takes them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was there one night, and Ellie was actually pretty good at it. Probably a lot better than you'll ever be at it. But well, I take pride in that statement. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I've never been Natural. to a skating rink. It's been a long anyway, time. You... Last time I went to the skating ring, I had a pager that was not activated because it was cool to have a pager at the time. Well, since when was it cool to have, like, was it ever cool to have a pager? Like... Absolutely, yes, it, was it was in, like, 90... My brother and I... Two or three? My brother and I found a pager on top of a vending machine once. Have you ever seen a pager, Logan? Or is this well, something I you want... read about in the textbooks? I want to say I have, but, like, I don't know if I have. Oh, yeah, man. you're young. You probably you probably just didn't see I the see bag the, phones either. I see either. Them in the movies. You ever seen a payphone? Yeah, you ever seen a payphone? Yeah, there was a payphone. Have you ever skating. used a payphone? Yes, I have. Because that's I mean that's pretty much coincides with pagers. Yeah, because so you had to check your pager, go to a payphone, mm. and you can handle your business. Dude, not to swing it away, dude. I had uh, some guys that I work with think I don't know how old they think I, I am, but they thought I wouldn't know what Montgomery Wards was. Do you remember Montgomery Wards? Vaguely. Yeah, it's like a Sears knockoff. It used to be yeah. in Crossroads. I've been there and I've shopped there. But, I mean, I think people think I'm younger than that's I am. Where that, that's where that 35-year-old woman got her skates. Montgomery yeah, Montgomery Wards. Wards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. She probably got them at the Goodwill. They were, they were rough. Holla back, girl. Oh, huh? So now Logan makes fun of old, poor people. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeez. I'm a Goodwill. I, was, I mean, I... I Holla back. Goodwill, but, uh, so, Holla, okay... So what? There's gotta be like some great stories from working at a at a skating rink. 
Well, let, give me. Let me ask you this: If you have kids, when you have kids, your twelve kids, my twelve kids, all yeah, with, what, all what did you witness at the skating rink that you're like, my kids will never have one of those or do that? Like, I'm gonna make it my lifelong mission to keep my kids from doing that. All right, so I have a lot of, I have some stories of just kids being just idiots and a lot of it is just that they're always just all over each other because they're in a relationship now and they think that like that's what relationships are it's like oh let's just be all over each other because so they do so i told you so like i told this couple and said hey i need to do that like yelling to cut it out i don't want that around here and uh, that's what we were required to do and you go and she she told me like this is like a fourth or fifth grader she said you know if y'all had a family restroom would it be a problem and i said that is not okay. <laughs> How and old? She had to be a fifth or sixth grader. Like she was, she was young. And one time, and usually if I caught you making out, I'd sit you out on the wall, and like you just sit out and time out for fifteen minutes. Wait, you put fifth graders in timeout? Yeah. Dude. Like a boss. How do you yeah. get that job? I mean, I'll tell you what. The best thing about the job is just watching kids wipe out. Like it's one of the most liberating things. Just like watching kids just wreck their worlds and lose it. But. One of the best stories that I have with with uh, people who'd come and skate was there was this girl that made out was making out with the guy and I set them both out and I I picked them both up uh, and I I'm sitting and talking to him and say hey would it be if when your parents got here and I told you I said all right go ahead and show your parents what you were doing would your parents be cool with that and the guy was like yeah my dad wouldn't care and the girl was like nah like no way. Anyway, what happens is, I said, all right, y'all obviously know not to be doing that. I've told y'all countless times, chill with it, cut it out. Anyway, the next day, girl comes in with her dad to go skating, and I'm, I'm at the door letting them in, taking money. And the, the look of terror on her face, knowing that I could have easily just disclosed that information there. You should have. I thought about it, but it's, it's not hey, As it. a father, I would want to know. Yeah, I mean, not, not really for my daughter. I want to know what punk kids not coming to the yeah. house again. You know, that's fair. So, but so so it sounds like you were just babysitting a lot of. Oh, dude, it's a it's a babysitting job, man, for sure. Babysitting some thirty five year olds too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I say thirty five being nice. I don't know. <laughs> being nice. Yeah, anyway. I mean, there's lots of crazy stories from the rink, but I could give them to you all day. Sweet. We're going to bring you back on there. Think of some of the good ones. Anyway, that's about an hour, isn't it? Yes. It's an hour and some. A little bonus for the followers. There you week. go, guys. Thanks, Logan. Appreciate, Appreciate you coming you. on, Appreciate filling it. in for Jeff. Appreciate y'all having me. It was awesome. Killing some of the dead air. That's it. Episode 34 in the books. Top of the dude chain.com. At dude chain 88 on social media. I'm out.